Hello, we are Restoration Church Chicago and welcome to our podcast. You can connect with us through our website, restoration.life, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Our mission is to glorify Jesus everywhere, and that includes right here, right now. Thanks for tuning in. For this morning, we will continue with our series on the different foundational topics that we should know as followers of Jesus Christ. Uh, The topic for this morning continues with the Holy Spirit and more specifically, what does he do? What does the Holy Spirit do? We talked last week about who is the Holy Spirit. And this week, uh, we're going to touch on what does he do. And I just want you to know, before I even get started, it's a very complex, deep, and broad topic in terms of the Holy Spirit in general, uh, but also specifically in terms of like what does he do. So I'm just going to run through this really quickly, and there's so many things in here, but I want to uh, hopefully catch the heart of what does he do. Um, who he's, he's, as I mentioned last week, the Holy Spirit, he is often... Uh, misunderstood, or we just don't fully understand the significance or the importance of the Holy Spirit. If we, as in generally speaking, all of us, followers of Jesus Christ, if we fully understand the significance of the Holy Spirit in terms of who he is, uh, what he does, his role, uh, how he impacts us, and what we can do through him, our whole world would be radically transformed in many aspects, such as our government worldwide will look differently. Our financial system will look differently. You know, our healthcare system will look differently. Our education system will look differently. And our family structures even will look differently. So let's learn more about the Holy Spirit so we, as followers of Jesus, can supernaturally, I want to emphasize that, supernaturally impact our circles of influence versus doing things in our own effort, which will only be temporary, right? Because a lot of time when you mean something well, you're trying to do something, and it just doesn't really last for a long time. An example is, um, maybe this may not be a good example, but this is what I'm gonna use. Um, An example is for those of you who actually go to the gym, you guys look like you all go to the gym, right? Yes, you all go to the gym. Oh, some people are shaking their head. No, you look like you go to the gym. So typically, the first two or three months at the gym of the year, it's always crowded, right? You have people that are making New Year resolutions. I'm going to go to the gym this year. I'm going to be all healthy. And then usually by April or May, it would just kind of get back to the number of people. So that's what I mean when I said we, when we try to do things on our own, it will happen, but just temporarily. But when we do things in the spirit, supernaturally, it will last for all of eternity. So we want to make sure we catch the heart of the Holy Spirit and allow him to work in us and through us. So hopefully, I did not offend anybody using that example. It's okay for you to go to the gym just two months out of the year. There's nothing wrong with that. So, uh, and also I wanna let you guys in on a secret, like in, in case you didn't know, when we supernaturally impact our circles of influence, is how we advance God's kingdom. When we usher in his love, when we usher in God's power and his teaching through how we live within our circles of influence. 
So in order to advance God's kingdom effectively, which all of us are called to advance God's kingdom, but in order to do it effectively, we need the Holy Spirit. And this morning, I will very briefly touch on uh, what he does, the many things that he does. He does many things. And firstly, I want to emphasize that he does many things. And I will very quickly run through an incomplete list of what he does. However, I want to point out that the most important thing that he does, if you can remember just one thing from this morning, if you can remember just one thing from this morning, which is through the Holy Spirit, and only through him, we can experience God's love for us. If you can remember one thing, the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit, and only through the Holy Spirit, we can experience God's love for us. All right, so let's go through the list. Let's quickly run through the list that we have here. So number one, he, help, he helps us to know and to experience the love of our Heavenly Father. There is a difference between knowing and experiencing. Uh, I talked last week about experience, right? It's to have a personal encounter, to have a direct participation in an event. So to, to experience God's love versus to know God's love is the same as you know that God loves me, but right here in your heart is you experience God's love. That is the difference between intellectually versus personal experience. Because you may say, uh, Hugh, Hugh, you love Liam. And Liam can actually say, I have experienced his love. Hopefully he can say that. I mean, unless, except for yesterday when we were wrestling. But he can say that yes, I has experienced his love. So there's a difference between the two. That's why I emphasize to know God's love and to experience his love are two different things. But the Holy Spirit will help us to understand both. And we will come back in a few minutes on experiencing the love of our Heavenly Father. Uh, he also prepares us for salvation and he wakes us up. Wakes us up from the standpoint like we were dead in our sins, in our transgressions. And God made us alive with, with Christ. So he forgave all of our sins. Um, and also, he seals our salvation forever. So once we're saved, once we've given our life to Jesus, once we accept Jesus, the Holy Spirit seals our salvation forever. Like, forever. So not even like 10 years from now, 20 years from now, it's forever. So even though you actually have done something terrible, hopefully you will not, but even if you did something terrible, we have been sealed. Our salvation is guaranteed forever. Um, and he, he sanctifies us. He also helps us to be more transformed into his image of Jesus. Transform more and more into away from who we were to into who God has called us to be and to do. So that's what it means to sanctify, to slowly cleanse us and help us to become an actual version of who God has created for us to be. Uh, give, he gives us power. Power as in he gives us wisdom, suddenly you're able to articulate things or to have the courage and the strength and the endurance to push through. Because in Acts 1.8, right, to, to carry out the Great Commission, Jesus said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Right? The Holy Spirit, he gives us spiritual gifts. This may get a little bit controversial, but he gives us spiritual gifts. We see that 1 Corinthians um, 12, verse 4 through 11. Right? 
gift of wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, discernment, tongues, and interpretations. Gifts that we should desire and gifts that we need in our daily lives. The Holy Spirit helps us to hear from God. We touched on this a couple weeks ago, to communicate with God. Like, right, when we pray, when we worship, when we sing to him, and suddenly he speaks to us. He speaks to our heart. And it's difficult to explain, right? Because sometimes it depends on who you are and it depends on how you were created. He may speak by revealing an image, just like a battleship, right? He may speak to us through a song. He may speak to us through uh, uh, scriptures, or he may speak to us through the things that we have done and remind us about um, uh, whether we lo- if we love to run. He was thinking about how we suddenly have incredible speed and what have you. So he'll speak to us in many different ways. Uh, and the Holy Spirit helps us to do that. And also communicate to him is to speak to him. The uh, Holy Spirit helps us fight against our spiritual enemy. I should spend more time in this because it is real. A lot of time we don't realize that we are constantly, constantly fighting against a spiritual enemy. Constantly. Ephesians 6.12, right? Our battle is against the spiritual forces of evil. Our battle is against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Can I say that? Spiritual forces of evil. So the Holy, we need the Holy Spirit to fight the spiritual forces of evil. If we don't use the Holy Spirit and we try to rely on our own, it's, it, this, is, this is the best example that I can come up with. It's almost like we're the guinea pig. Rain has a guinea pig. It's like as useless a pet as you can get. <laughs> so we're the guinea Well, we're not useless. It's just a pet. So it's like a guinea pig is fighting against a lion. I want you guys to understand if we don't have the Spirit, we don't um, ask for the Holy Spirit, we don't um, seek the Holy Spirit, when we fight against the spiritual forces of evil, that's what it's like. A guinea pig, that's us, fighting against the spiritual forces of evil. So I'm trying to emphasize that we would have zero chance, zero chance, zero chance of winning without the Holy Spirit. That's why we need him. That's why we see addictions and struggles and generational sins and things that we're not able to break off on our own because we need the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Holy Spirit helps us to understand the Bible. Right, we talked about that a little bit last week and guides us into the truth. Because a lot of times we may read stuff in the Bible that we may not remember, but suddenly at a uh, certain event or circumstances, the Holy Spirit will remind us what we read. And suddenly we are strengthened. It's like, no, this is what God has told me. This is what he's taught me. This is what I'm going to do. And this is how I'm going to respond to these situations. Are able to see through the truth and recognize that. That's when the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. The Holy Spirit come to help us glorify Jesus. Um, we, when we try to do things on our own, which is I would not discourage that, but when the Holy Spirit comes and we bring glory to him, that is when others will see that Jesus is being lifted up. Because if we try to do things on our own, there's a term for that, is hypocrites. But when we have the Holy Spirit that will come and help us to be transformed and allow us to bring glory to our Lord Jesus. The Holy Spirit gives us the fruit of the Spirit that we can live a life that's different than those around us. What is the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, kindness, patience, gentleness, faithfulness. Because nowadays, without the Holy Spirit, everyone is always on the go. Right? Everyone's always have so many things going on. You're constantly looking around. You constantly like, feel like stressed. You have no time. 
but with the Holy Spirit. He will give us the fruit of the Spirit. So those are some of the things that the Holy Spirit does. And coming back to what I said was, I don't know if I should say the most important driving factor, but the things that defines us and the things that separate us, separate us from everyone else, from the world around us, is, is to help us understand who we are. The Holy Spirit helps us to experience our Heavenly Father's love for us, to actually experience it. Not just know it, but to experience it. That's what will help us and define us and separate us from everyone else. Uh, his, if, I, if I can use this term, he's a, a, the process to get to the place where we can experience God's love. It's in Romans chapter 5, verse 1 to 5. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, through our faith in Lord Jesus, so we need Jesus. Because with Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit. Without Jesus, we're not going to get the Holy Spirit. So we've been justified through faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. Through Jesus, we will have grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. God's love has always been pouring out into us, just so you guys know. He has always been pouring out his love into us. It is only through the Holy Spirit, it is only through the Holy Spirit that we get to know and experience his love for us. So that's what some of the, if I can use the term step, is like our faith in Jesus. Right? And then we recognize that there's a grace that we now stand on, the grace of our Lord Jesus. And we can boast in the hope of the glory of God, and the hope does not put us to shame, right? Because that's where we experience God's love. And that should be the driving force for everything that we do, is to experience and knowing that God loves us. So essentially, we may know of God's love, but we will personally experience a personal encounter of his love. All right, I'm going to skip this. I was going to touch on suffering, but let's move on from that for now. I'm running out of time. And there's so many things here that I wanted to share. So I, I want to use an illustration from a movie to help us have a better understanding of knowing God's love and our personal experience of God's love. And if you know me, I can only use action movies because that's all I watch. So an illustration from a movie is called Taken. Have you guys seen the movie Taken from Liam Neeson? Everyone else? It was made in 2009, so 13 years ago for those young people if you haven't seen it. So uh, very briefly, if you have not seen this movie, uh, so the, the father with a special set of fighting and investigative skills uh, was uh, in a relentless pursuit to rescue his daughter after she was kidnapped into a human trafficking ring. And so the father was relentless. He was unmerciful to the point of ruthless. He was ruthless to those involved in the kidnapping of his daughter. He was on a mission of completely single-minded focus with an extremely urgent mindset to rescue his daughter. He disregarded any and all dangers, he gave everything of himself, and he would not rest until his daughter was rescued. 
So when his daughter was rescued, it was when she, as a daughter, can personally experience how much her father loved her. Right, so that's an example. You may, she may have known that, yeah, my dad loved me, but when she actually have seen and know of all the things that she, he had to go through to rescue her, that's when she can actually personally experience the love. Because when you're rescued, suddenly you're so glad and you're so thankful and you realize, wow, wow, that, this is how much you love me. So in the, in, um, so another example is, which we can see, is that Jesus, Jesus, not only know, he knows and experiences the amazing intimacy of his father, just from Mark 14, verse 35 and 36. So going a little further, this is when right in the garden of Gethsemane, before he went to the cross for us, Jesus, Jesus he fell to the ground and prayed that if possible, the hour may pass from him. Abba, Father, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not, that I, not what I will, but what you will. This is the first time that we see the word Abba in scripture. Abba, Father. And just to step aside really quick, just in case for those who don't know, uh, there's a common misunderstanding when people say, Abba is the word daddy, right? That is true, but it's so, so, so much more than that. When Jesus said Abba, that is, number one, there's an intimacy that is so tight, so closely knitted, as in they were one. That's like an intimacy of knowing he's my dad, I am his son. But also there's another element to it. It's an element of obedience. So Abba means both intimacy and obedience because that's what Jesus said, Abba, Father. Everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not my will but what you will, that's obedience because you recognize I have complete intimacy and complete obedience to the Father. And so through the Holy Spirit, which has been given to us because of our faith in Jesus, we can also experience this intimacy with our Heavenly Father, just like Jesus does, did. Did I use that correctly? Okay, so Romans 8, 14, verse 15. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. The Spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought your adoption to sonship. And by him we cried, Abba, Father. So through Jesus, we get to call our Heavenly Father. It's the same thing. And that is through the Holy Spirit. When we have the Holy Spirit, when we seek the Holy Spirit, when we ask the Holy Spirit to just pour out of God's love more and more into our hearts, that's when we can call our Heavenly Father, Abba, because we can and we should through the Holy Spirit. So only through the Holy Spirit can we experience God's love and have the revelation and an understanding to cry Abba. Like I said, understand there's an intimacy and there's an obedience like Jesus. Because as Jesus cried, Abba, to our Heavenly Father. I know the term obedience is really not popular nowadays because it's always about me, myself, and I, right? But that is what Jesus completely understands because I love you so much. There's an incredible intimacy, but also I will do whatever you call me to do. And we get to do that also, the same as Jesus did. So I'll, I'll bring this sermon into land by saying that the Holy Spirit does many things. 
But I want to emphasize the most important thing that we want to seek is to experience God's love. This will carry us through any challenges, obstacles, or sufferings. And what I was going to say earlier about suffering is we, just like the example from the movie Taken, right, until something that happened to her, the daughter, it's not easy for her to personally experience of how much her father loves her. He would give everything up, risk everything, kill everyone in sight who was involved in the process. That is, you know, sometimes we may say, well, God is he's ruthless, he, he's mean. It's because of his love for us, because of the father's love for his daughter. You were involved in this? Off with your head. Because I love my daughter, because I love my son, do not touch them. Do not try to harm them because of my love. That's an incredible, zealous love that God has. So the daughter in this movie, Taken, finally get to experience it because of what she has seen her father has done. And that is how it will carry us through any challenges, any obstacles that we may have. So ask the Holy Spirit to help us experience more of God's love for us. We put a limit on how much we can experience the love of our Heavenly Father. During our pre-service prayer time, I think Vanessa said there was a ceiling. I think someone was praying against a ceiling. We sometimes put a ceiling on how much our Heavenly Father loves us. It's because we only know of the love of the, our earthly Father. So we put a ceiling on that. But if we can truly understand of how much God loves us, through the Holy Spirit, there is no ceiling. Just like the example from the movie Taken. Right? There's no ceiling. There's no one I'm going to spare. I will kill every single one who was involved in harming my sons or daughters. There's no ceiling. There's no mercy. That's why I use the term unmerciful to the point of ruthless. We are precious to him. We are precious to him. Because Isaiah 43, verse 4, 7. These verses always help to bring me back to how much God loves me. So if you ever feel neglected or unloved or no one cares for you, I want to encourage you to go to this, this passage right here. This is what God is speaking to each and every one of us. Since you are precious and honored in my sight and because I love you, it's because you are precious and honored in my sight and because I love you. I will give people in exchange for you. Right? Just like that example of the movie. I will give people in exchange for you. Nations in exchange for your life. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east, gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. So when we know that we are loved and know that we are accepted, that we have an eternal home, we will live differently. We will think more long-term versus just for the here and now. So truly live as sons and daughters of the Almighty God. We can only do that through the Holy Spirit as he pours out God's love into our heart. We will be able to impact our circles of influence. When you live differently, when you're transformed, suddenly we can speak up. We can share about God's love and his teaching to those around us. 
That's why I said earlier, this will lead us to change our government, change our healthcare system, change our education system, change our financial system. If all of us, all followers of Jesus, allow the Holy Spirit to work in us and through us, that's how we advance the kingdom. That is how we advance the kingdom, by the day-to-day activities and responsibility and things that we do. So I want to emphasize the importance of each of us experiencing God's love. I'm almost done. I'm going to bring this to a close. I'm almost done. It's to ask the Holy Spirit to help us experience God's love for us. Or maybe experience more of it. If you have a little taste, ask for more of it. Not just to know, like I said, but to experience God's love. Through our experience of God's love, we will have the confidence that, that we have a purpose. Because God loves us, loves us so much, he has a purpose and a plan for us, then we will change our lifestyles. We will live differently. Right? Because we're loved by the Almighty God. We can live as sons and daughters, and we can break off any additions, break off any uh, generational sins, break off the things that we struggle with. This is what separates us from everyone else, if I can emphasize that. We are driven by God's love, if I can use the term driven. In everything that we do, we're driven by God's love, not by power, not by possessions, not by comfort, not by money, not by fame, not by prestige, not by popularity, or fear, or manipulations. We're driven by God's love to do all that God has called us to do. So, if I can end by saying we must seek daily to experience God's overflowing love for us. This will help us to approach each day with grace and confidence. And when you know and live each day with the understanding and experiencing God's love, it's differently than just kind of waking up and go through your day. And then kind of do your errands and go to bed and wake up and do it again. Right? That's why a lot of times we experience this little restlessness. I was like, well, what's the point of my day? But if we know and experience God's love, we know there's a plan and a purpose for us. We have a long-term mindset. So in short, everything that we are and everything that we do should begin with experiencing God's love and have a daily life, an overflow, overflowing of God's love for us. So um, why don't we stand? Why don't we stand? I'm going to pray over us. I'm going to pray. I want, I'm going to ask for the Holy Spirit to help us experience God's love. Or maybe even experience more of God's love. You want to come up and play? No, no. Lord Jesus, we're so thankful for you, God. We're so thankful for what you're doing. We're so thankful for what, what you have been doing. We want to pray. Jesus, that you allow us to experience more of our Heavenly Father's love right now, God. I ask Holy Spirit, allow us to experience more of your love, love of the Father in the name of Jesus. Just more of that, Lord. More of it, God. Just pour out your love upon your people. Pour out your love upon your people. Pour out your love upon your people, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just stay here for another minute or so. I want to encourage each and every one of us. Let's just open our hearts and ask for more of God's love. In the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, to allow us to experience more of, of your love, have a, a greater understanding of who you are, Lord. just a greater revelation of your love for your people. That we will have so much of it that it will overflow from every fiber of our being. Let your love be the driving force for everything that we do, everything that we say, and who we are to be is through your love. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We love you, and we honor you, Jesus. And we pray to all these things in your name, God. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for listening. We hope you were encouraged. Don't forget to connect with us through our website, restoration.life, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. 